Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like The Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code, CAPED, at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is the show that's going to hell and we're taking our listeners with us damn it it's not about the journey or it's not about the destination it's about the journey exactly uh this journey we're going to hell we are going to hell this episode that's happening <laughs> we are in progress you're going to become alive again in five years which is good yeah there's that or there's maybe that's you nice. won't i'm unsure we'll get there <laughs> something like that we're also going to drag our guest that's here with us tonight, the Ginger Skull himself, Dave Novak. He's coming to hell with us. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing good, but Dave, can you please get my introduction right? I'm not the Vindicator or the Victimizer or the Vaporizer or the Vibrator. I'm also not the Violator, and on that note, I'm not the Virgo or the Vertigo or the Venetian or the Victorian, but I am the villain, the Ginger Skull, and pause for applause. Three, two, one. And you're going to edit that in, right? All the applause. I, I'm just going to edit it down to the part where you're going to say, I'm the ginger skull, <laughs> and leave it at that, because brevity. Yeah. Today, we are talking about 1997 Spawn, directed by... Famous director Mark A.Z. DePay. Yep. I had to look that one up. Mark Arizona DePay. When I think I want a comic book movie directed, I... I go to the guy who did the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Yeah, not a proper director, just a guy who does just visual a guy effects. who's very good at visual effects and say, "Tell me a story." And he goes, "No, hey, you you work <laughs> at ILM. Why don't you direct me a movie?" That's not how this works. <laughs> Spawn, Dave, you ever seen it? No, I, I I saw it for the first time in my life on Saturday night. Out of all the things I could have done on a Saturday night, I picked this. You lonely bastard. Sad. That's unfortunate. Brian, you yeah. ever seen it? I've seen it twice in the last 24 hours. You lonely oh. bastard. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. sad. But at least I didn't spend gracious. my Saturday night that way. That's a good point. That's a very Man, good point. It, it's like a Sunday in my defense, morning. I am very lonely. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> this is my first time seeing it, too. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie, if I've ever seen one. Oh, it's certainly a movie. A feature film. It's got all the things it's that movies a have. camera aimed at actors and their performing scenes. In some Is order. it a movie? I feel like when I was watching this, I was watching a cutscene from like a video game you would have played on your computer back in 1999. I wrote down multiple times, <laughs> this feels like a bad Metallica music video, and this feels like a bad Slipknot music video. <laughs> it's like a 96-minute <laughs> Slipknot video set to graphics. I, I wrote down cutscene from a CD-ROM. That nailed it. That really <laughs> Cinematic nailed it. CD graphics you'd see on your Gateway 2000. And I also wrote, this reminds me of those late-night porno Movies that HBO would show at like three o'clock in the morning, the soft core ones. <laughs> and I love sure, those sure. movies. So that's that's not a spoiler. There, the, no sex. Zero <laughs> sex. The porn no, never there was came. never insertion. 
Yeah, this movie was just all foreplay for something that could have been good. <laughs> we're keeping it positive. We are! We're doing great! This is actually, uh, it should have been an important film. That's the thing, because Image Comics during the 90s was the thing. Yeah. Where you had Todd McFarlane. Spawn was who the was, thing. Todd McFarlane was doing Spider-Man, and Marvel said, we don't, we don't like your Spider-Man, more yeah. or less, and he said, Fuck it, I'm going to go start my own thing. And he I'll make Image, my own Spider-Man. Pretty much. <laughs> and he created Image Comics, and he brought along like Jim Lee and all these big names, and Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. And Rob Liefeld's fucked up drawn feet. Exactly. He can't do feet. And Todd McFarlane came out with Spawn, and holy shit did it sell huge. It's like, oh, it's like a, like a badass Venom with a cape, and Ghost Rider's chains. It's very original. Wow. I believe it's the number nine selling comic of all time. Wow. Like the run now, of Spawn. Like, I talked to Dave huge. prior to recording this today, and I had a very embarrassing confession to make. And that embarrassing confession was this. I did not realize that Todd McFarlane wrote comics. I just thought he was a guy who designed toys. I swear to God. And like baseball cards stuff. <laughs> didn't, he, uh, didn't he buy the uh, Barry Bonds ball? I remember walking into comic I'm pretty sure he did. and seeing like figurines of Spawn or whatever comic characters there were, and it would always say Todd McFarlane, and I just thought he was a guy that designed toys like that. Todd McFarlane's got the McGuire ball. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. And apparently that ball has severely dropped. He's got number 70, has severely dropped in value. He bought it for $3 million. Oh, is that all? <laughs> and he says that he has no regrets. <laughs> No, no rag rags. Todd McFarlane. Let's just get into this movie, please. Yeah. Please. We should the know. The faster we get in, the faster we get out. We should know that the, the ghost hand of Ebert chose this movie. You know what? We should actually note that. So I want to do actually something before we get into this movie that we've never done before. I want to talk about Roger Ebert's review. We're going to front load the Ebert? Yeah, I think we need to for this one because Ebert picked this movie. Yep. And we picked on him a little too much during his own birthday month by saying we weren't going to pick on him and he stuck it to us. Yeah. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's get this out of the way, too. What oh, do you think it has? 16? Higher. Dave? 17? Yeah, 18. 18. 18%. Oh, so and close. the weirdos are 36, because it's the audience score. I, I was close to the weirdos. Yeah. The issue with this is that Roger Ebert picked this movie, and Roger Ebert loves what? this movie. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's unreal to me. He gave this movie a 3.5 out of 4. So he didn't think he was punishing us. Nope. He thought he was giving us a gift or he knew we were going to get angry. That son of a bitch. Yeah, he got us. He Ebert got us. got us good. He got us. Ebert said- 3.5 out of 4? Yeah, Ebert said, Spawn is best seen as an experimental art film. It walks and talks like a big budget horror film, heavy on special effects and pitched at the teenage audience. And maybe that's how it will be received. But it's more impressive if you ignore the genre and just look at what's on the screen. What we have here are creators in several different areas doing their best to push the envelope. The subject is simply an excuse for their art, just as it always is with serious artists. Stop it. Stop it. He did not say those words in a Spawn review. I took it copy-paste off of his review from 1997. Oh, Raj. He also said the way to view the movie, because no, his okay. eyes are clearly just destroyed at this point. Whatever got to his jaw started in his eyes in 1997 <laughs> with Spawn. <laughs> it worked its way down, oh, and it cost God, him a jaw. Man, it gravitated down to his taste. 
He said, so the way to view the movie, I think, is to consider the story as the frame, necessary but upstaged by what it contains, which in this case is some of the most impressive effects I've seen. What was he on? (laughs) The disciplines blend into one another. Animation, makeup, costuming, process shots, morphing. They create a place and a look as specific as the places evoked in such films as Metropolis. Stop it. And Blade Runner. Get out. No. As a visual experience, Spawn is unforgettable. Oh, Roger. We always have a rule here of don't start negative. And this movie is bad. But the frame here is incredible. The frame. <laughs> I will agree with Ebert. This movie is very unforgettable. <laughs> It was an unforgettable for you because you got to say, I have planned Saturday night for the first time ever. <laughs> Ouch, Dave. Rude. Ouch. Okay. I'm the villain, not you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Can we get into this? Yeah. Let's start with a positive. Go ahead. The opening of this Dot, movie. dot, dot. Go oh, okay. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I was going to say, that when that New Line Cinema logo gets up, that always gets me going. That it does. That always gets me I going. I always wish Lord of the Rings followed, and it never does. It, uh. Well, three times it does in the history of film. But not here. <laughs> oh, not, not here. Lord of Let's the Rings. Get into it. That, those are good movies. Those are like those are like the Iron Men of uh, adventure movies. Wow, he punched he got both, both of us. Look at that. Time. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the show. Truly showing his villainous colors here, Brian. Let's get into this. <laughs> color is ginger. We start off with a complicated VO and a fiery video mashup that's basically unintelligible. You cannot read who worked on this movie. Oh my god! Something about. Well, even the VO, it's like something about the devil needing a lieutenant to lead his army. I have no idea if I'm supposed to remember this stuff or not. No clue. But frankly, I won't. It doesn't even just lean in. It is headfirst into the shallow end. Yeah. You are in. Yeah. The only note I had for this introduction was, if 2020 is any indication, the devil won, pack it in. (laughs) (laughs) Not wrong. (laughs) Anyway. Good on you, devil. We open, as we always do, on a mercenary blowing up a plane. With sure, a rocket a CGI and, plane and fancy CGI techno rocket. goggles. Yeah. yeah, there's no explosion. It's just a real neat computer simulation on, on the goggle screen. <laughs> Honestly, though, you know what? I had high hopes watching this. We had the New Line Cinema logo, and then the movie starts off with karate, gotta machine get off that guns, logo. and a rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a bunch of faceless soldiers getting mowed down. This was like a level of GoldenEye 64. I loved it. I had high expectations <laughs> after the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah, the assailant pulls off his mask, and it's Michael Jai White. His second appearance on our show. He's back. He was there in Toxic Avenger 2. He was. <laughs> in a, in Wait, a bit Is this the third then? I don't think so. Wasn't he he was also he was also in the Dark Knight. Yes, he was. Oh shit, a third time. Good for you. Oh, Michael. the guy who doesn't know anything about comic book movies out comic book the comic book guys. That was something. that's not us. They got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Jai White blows up the air traffic control tower and now we're in the movie. The VO comes back, and there's a seizure-inducing, fiery Windows Media Player visual- visualization <laughs> credit sequence with painfully kerned... Uh, it's It hurts how bad the writing is and these credits. Yep, and it goes on for forever. Yeah. And it's intercut yeah, with forever. religious imagery, so you know this is going to be an edgy movie. Right. Yeah, Th- this is emblematic of all the non-nostalgic parts of the 90s. Hold on. I'm, I'm sensing a through line here that I didn't put together till now. The music for this movie was done by Graham Ravel. I do know that. Yes. Didn't he do Daredevil? Did he? I don't know why that's like sticking in my head when you said religious Im- imagery. It's like, because if he did Daredevil, and this is just his type of thing. 
Might be. Just looked it up. He did Daredevil. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> oh. I'd only do your movie if it has light religious imagery and I get to use... And hard and rock. rock. Just <laughs> generic hard rock. The, the rock hits of the late 90s. <laughs> That's another positive we can take from this movie, though, that if you fail once, you can get a second chance in life, right? Yeah, with Daredevil. With Daredevil. He fails upwards in his whole career, actually. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, he yeah. had done a lot God of stuff God bless before. America. Uh, he did just random stuff leading up to this. He did The Crow, so he got to watch a man die on set. That's something. He uh, oh. did also like The Craft and, and The Saint and Spawn. You keep going upwards. He did Red Planet and Pitch Black. Oh, my There's God. There's Daredevil. There's Walking Tall, Chronicles of Riddick. He has a, like, just this is what he does. Yeah. It's all the same stuff. Yeah. I kind of like Walking Tall. Pineapple Express. That. Makes sense Okay. That that's an outlier. All right. Yeah, that's good. It's like Micah's iPod set to religious imagery. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Wynn, played by Martin Sheen. Yeah. What? How the hell do we get him? What? Evil President Bartlett. Here he is. He's having a conversation with a shadowy but not well hidden John Leguizamo about bioweapons. Yep. Leguizamo. I don't want to talk about Leguizamo yet. We're not there yet. We're not there mind. yet. So that's why I'm just calling him Leguizamo. Yep. He wants to recruit Al Simmons, who is Michael Jai White from the opening scene, sure. uh, for his own shenanigans. Al Simmons has an issue with civilian casualties in the last job, but he wants out. But Wynn is like, hey, we're going to do one last mission, you jerk. We're going to take out this biochemical plant in North Korea. And as a viewer right now, you're like, what's going to happen? He was I just talking know. about bioweapons. I just watched him get picked up by his best friend, Terry, in a car. And he got to say <laughs> bye to his hot wife. And she then, said, make sure he's home for dinner. And then you know that he's, gotta be he's not coming home for dinner. dinner. You know. <laughs> but yeah, the stage is set. Let's do this. One final job. One final job. Was there anything more egregious than Terry's goatee in this movie? I mean, yes, yes there was, Mar- but Martin Terry's Sheen's goatee. Hair. So much. Oh, my God. Yes. Martin Sheen is a walking Just for Men commercial in this thing. <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> and that was a fake beard, right? There's no way that that was a real beard. Sometimes it was real, and sometimes it grew overnight into what it was, and then sometimes it got shaved within the hour of the film. I don't know. It is not the same ever. His eyebrows also... Just for men. Like, that is, it is all dyed. It is eerie and creepy, and I don't like it. He took the role because he just really, really wanted to be in a comic book movie, apparently. Well, he should have waited a little longer. Maybe a little bit longer, yeah. Yeah, probably a good idea. Evil Bartlett looking like a Just for Men ad, and Terry looks like the MILF hunter, if anybody remembers that. Not that I do. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Google it, kids. If you're, listen, if you're under the age of 13, don't tell your parents. Just look it up incognito mode. Oh, dear. Don't do that. When Simmons arrives at the biochemical plant in North Korea, he finds the place was rigged to blow. He's been double-crossed by Wynn and his top assassin, Jessica Priest. Whoa, double-cross. This leave is him... in the span of a minute. Yeah, it's... One minute. The movie has barely begun. They leave him to die as they blow up the biochemical plant. They didn't even leave him to die. They poured, like, gasoline on him from a gasoline <laughs> gun, and then he threw, like, a cigar at him. Yeah. And he just burned to he, death. He was actually let on fire. Actor Michael Jai White was set on fire, and no way was he really. Yeah, and then uh, and then they're like, "All right, cut." See yeah. you in five years, <laughs> bud. Yeah, I wrote that burned his dick off, right? And then later we do actually get confirmation that his dick was burned <laughs> off. Good, which good. Quite frankly, I appreciate the honesty to that. Asked and answered. You know, sometimes Some movies, movies raise questions need to do that. and they never answer them. So 
That's exactly it. Spawn, close the loop. You can add another page to the uh, the Caped Podcasters website about, you know, burned off dicks, and now you got your first entry. We could. And we could also just bash J.J. Abrams, because he likes to ask and never answer. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> Simmons wakes up in a rainy alleyway slash rooftop slash I don't know what this place is, but hobos love it. They are big fans of this place. It's been five years, but he doesn't know that yet. Right. We and do because of magical VOs. He told us, even though it's never going to be explained ever again. Nope. Simmons sees his face and body are badly burnt, and then he's greeted by Cogliostro, Nicole Williamson. In his final role in 1997. Yes. Repeatedly, in all the research I did for this, he's they like, made this sure to say, role. this is his final role in 1997. He died in 2011. He didn't just like, <laughs> die the next week. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> well, he, he was the smallest. 14 years later. Like, what do you do? It was his final role. He was unemployable after. Maybe yeah, that's what you that's... should put. <laughs> <laughs> and did anybody else get the impression that he was doing like a really bad Sean Connery impression? No. I did, he didn't bother me at all, to tell no. you the truth. I thought he was totally fine with this. He was, he was okay. He seemed out of place, for sure. Uh, he definitely wanted a paycheck. Yeah. Saying, um, this is going to be my last role. I'm dying. In 14 years. In 14 years. <laughs> but you know his character is important because he glows green just randomly. As sure. Whenever they show him on the screen, he glows green for a second. And you're like, all right, it's a green guy. And he tries to help Simmons, but Simmons has got a plan of his own. He's got a place to stay. He goes back to his house to find there's a birthday party happening. And it turns out his former wife, Wanda, is now married to Terry, his best friend, D.B. Sweeney. You know, that was like one of those like, I'm going to help you through this. Husband got his dick burned off, and he died due to dick burned off. Due to yep. I'm gonna get you through this, and now we're doing it. And now, and now we're doing it. He's getting her through it. Oh yeah. And then they had oh, a yeah. kid. Get me through it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, Dave's dirty talk. <laughs> it's a good strategy, though. I mean, even my dick would look big next to a guy whose dick is burned off. That's fair. Barely. Yeah. Simmons' dog Spaz, the best part of this movie, recognizes him and attracts the attention of the kid. So now Wanda comes out and sees this crispy old dude lying on the ground in front of her child, <laughs> and she screams. Uh, as you do. Right. She's like, Terry? Can you do something here? Right. So Terry comes over, and he's like, hey, you, bud. You got to get out of here. Yeah, he's very friendly with the man who was, like, coming at his daughter. But then uh, the, the party clown shows up and claims Simmons and carries him away. Oh, that's my burnt guy. I'll be going oh, with him. Oh, boy. This movie. Did you ever just mm. wish this was a Deadpool movie instead? Like oh the whole time? God. I didn't even think of it, but now. Like, yes. I just want this yeah. to be a Deadpool movie instead. And it's not. And that's what hurts. That's another character we can add to the list of, of Marvel characters that that Todd McFarland ripped off when he made Spawn. It's a long list. <laughs> it, it's really just an infinite list. It's, it's mostly Venom, Ghost Rider, and Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Actually, boy. and again, for a guy who knows nothing about comics. A touch of Punisher. I, um, I immediately thought that, wasn't this just a Deadpool ripoff? And then I came up with a webhead behead. I know it's a little bit early for this. I like how you always but... say webhead behead. What is it supposed to be? Web behead? No, it's head? wed, as in web? marriage, as in the thing that's never going to happen to you. Oh, my God. He's spending like... Saturday night with Spawn. If anything, I'm helping him. I'm trying to make him realize the error in his Listen, ways. I'm going to shame you people... into dating. For people listening at home, I urge you, unsubscribe from this podcast. <laughs> Um, what is it? All right, so it's wed, bed, behead. Yes. Okay, I prefer web, bed, behead, because it's like Spider-Man. He webs people. Yeah, but he doesn't marry them when he does that. Correct. No, he does not. What do you got? So, Dave, 
wed, bed, behead. And the best I was able to come up with is Spawn without a mask, Deadpool without a mask, and then the only other crispy character I can think of is Anakin Skywalker from (laughs) Revenge of the Sith when he's burning alive. All right. I'm going to marry Deadpool because he makes me laugh. That's nice. I'm going to... All right, so this is tricky. Yeah. So... No, it's not. No, no it's not. It is. It's right a little answer. tricky because I'm trying to debate, do I want the robot hand like mm-hmm. doing the dirty with me? Because that's the Anakin. And that's yeah. a bit weird. He's also... He wheezes a lot. I don't like that. He's a wheezy boy. But he's not going to... This This is him burnt. He's not going to have the robot hand, right? He's got... That, he's that got, got chopped off. Uh, he's, he's got stumps. stumps. Of stumps. I'd be yeah. fucking... You know what? I'm going to fuck Anakin because... <laughs> there you go. Because you go. I'm going to just be the dom in that situation and Anakin's gonna yep. take it yeah I don't know how the force works if you can't wave your hands or whatever <laughs> probably not great <laughs> means I'm killing spawn which is unfortunate for this movie but I don't trust him that was the right decision okay I had the same one and my mother said the same thing too oh good <laughs> yeah. same page so the clown properly introduces himself to Simmons and he's just he, oh boy John Leguizamo the clown <laughs> is the single most annoying thing I've ever seen on film. He is yeah. so irritating for most of this movie. He just doesn't shut up. He eventually ever. grows on you by the end. I no. Think. He did on me. I was I, By the end, I was like, no. This guy. It was so frustrating to listen to. And all it is is just joke after joke after it's, joke. Oh, it's nonstop. But nothing yeah. lands. No. Nothing. No, that's the point. What? Here's the problem. Oh, and I think when he was doing more serious aspects of the role, he was doing a good job. But the problem was this very serious and very dedicated director. They gave him Jim Carrey and Robin Williams privileges, and that was clearly too much responsibility for John Leguizama. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't go Jim Carrey when you're John Leguizama. It's too much. We had our first fart joke, by the way, and I wrote this down because, again, I'm very lonely. We had our first fart joke at 22 minutes and 48 seconds in, and then we had our first <laughs> poop joke. At 22 minutes and 49 seconds in. <laughs> and then we get a second fucking fart joke at 26 minutes and 13 seconds in. Wow. There is too much power given to John Leguizama. If they would have kept him on the straight and narrow, better better performance. I like how you keep saying Leguizama like you don't know your vowels. Li- liquid Zima? Is that what he's saying? I don't know how to pronounce his last it's name. It's the 90s. You know what? <laughs> you can drink Liquid Zima. <laughs> I was so excited because I do like John. I will butcher his last name, Mizamo. <laughs> I loved him in Mario. He had a great HBO stand-up where he was telling stories. You I like was him really excited. I, I I had fond memories of this guy for some reason in this movie, even though I never saw this movie. And good God. It's oh, brutal. Boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. He tells Simmons that he is D.E.D. dead and takes him on a flashback journey. When Simmons first arrived in hell, Malabalgia. Uh, words the devil sure he's the devil he's, he's voiced by frank welker and his mouth doesn't move the entire movie yep he's a cgi wolf looking just it's really like marlon brando superman his dream what he was hoping for this is the role i want to play this is it right here the, the be green toaster green donut or whatever it was <laughs> right the donut by the way frank fucking welker in this movie and and what a role for him what a role. Uh, <laughs> what a waste. Uh, the, ch- the voice of our childhood. So the devil offers Simmons a deal. If he becomes his eternal servant and leader of his army in Armageddon, he'll be able to return to Earth to see his wife, Wanda. Simmons is obviously like, yeah, I want to go see uh, Wanda. We see Spawn go, I will be your servant. 
anything for Wanda. The end. The end of scene. And yes. Flash forward again to now five years later again. Clown tells Simmons that he needs to take out Wynn. And Simmons is like, you know what? I bet you Wynn is behind this. I'm going to take him out. Like, well, there's a weird line in here also where the clown says, like, if you fail me, you will die. Or the devil says, if you fail me, you will die. Avenge your murder. It's like, so are you dead or are you not dead? Make up your mind. No, movie. He's, he's, he's dead. It's not like a princess bride. He's like kind of dead. The dead can still die, according to Clown. It's a very complicated situation <sighs> that I don't think anybody understands, less the people in the movie. Let's keep going. This is great. But yeah, no, there's this thing where Clown's like, you got to kill Wynn. And then Simmons is like, I bet you Wynn's behind this. I'm going to kill him. And he's like, yeah, I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does he think he just thought of that on his own? Because So Clown takes Simmons to his own grave because he's still really not getting the point. And he digs up his own corpse. For reasons unknown. To find a lock. To find a hat. He had to also. get a. He found a hat. Right. He's like, oh, that's, like, that's, that's my hat. That's a hat. That and, I um. Gets a locket. It was his his Marine Corps yeah, it hat. Yeah, gets the magic locket. And then a locket. Puts it into his chest. Somebody went and put that locket on his burnt corpse and said, yeah, this is, this feels right. This feels perfect. This is romantic. So now he's like, all right, I'm dead. And then he starts to transform into Spawn. Yes. And Clown even dubs him Spawn. Literally dubs he him. He knights him. He knights him. And there's some, for some reason, these guys hanging out in a cemetery who come over. Right. And they see the devil send you. Well, actually, yeah. You're Weekend watching Satanist. me dig a hole into a grave. Maybe don't talk to them. I would not be approaching uh, a burnt corpse digging into a, <laughs> a, a grave with a clown in a cemetery on no circumstances with whatsoever. the clown over here. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Cagliostro is a fellow Hellspawn who freed his soul and now fights for heaven. And he tries again to speak to Spawn, but he's pretty much ignored again because Spawn wants nothing to do with this old guy. The old guy's not really reaching out in the best way either. No, he's, he's kind of like, like, hey, Spot, I got something I got something to tell you. No? All right, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then, then as he walks away, he's like, your next test has begun. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, in the five years since he's been gone, Jason Wynn has become a high-class weapons dealer and developed the ultimate biological weapon, Heat 16. That sounds like an illegal website, <laughs> if I've ever heard Heat of Heat 16? <laughs> Oh, you got barely legal? <laughs> one up you. He's yes. 16. <laughs> it feels to me like like an alternate timeline where Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock just kept making sequels. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the wrong movie though. That's You're thinking it of, was. You're thinking of Speed. I'm thinking of Speed. Yeah. Not you're thinking of uh, Heat is uh, De Niro Al, and Al Pacino right. and De Niro. Right. Yeah. It's a totally different movie. A proper good movie. Yeah. Please, please do not Google Heat 16. Do not Google it. Do not look it up in incognito. The police will come immediately. How do you know this? Anyway, I have a question. (laughs) So they're talking about Heat 16 and they have the only antidote. Why the fuck is he throwing the antidote around? (laughs) And why is it not in a lab with fucking scientists? And I wrote in my notes... This is why we can never beat COVID-19 in America. <laughs> like this. Because of Martin Sheen. Uh, here's a thing. This here's the only... I, I do too much JFK with this. I'm Trump. sorry. Was that your Bartlett impression? I have the best antidote. Here's the antidote. Yeah, catch it, Fauci. <laughs> you dropped it. Now I'm going to fucking drag you, you little bastard. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right, though. Uh, That's actually pretty good. He plans to unleash the disease because he has the only antidote. And that makes him the most powerful man in the world. It's going to make him the only man in the world. Yeah. If he releases that. Yeah. He's not very smart. Nope. Terry, who now does PR for Wynn and A6, which is the whole company that Wynn 
or military branch. I'm not sure what A6 is, but it's a big part of this movie. No clue. Terry does Thought PR for CIA. That. And he wants to look into Wynn's failed ops, but Wynn wants no part of it. Terry becomes suspicious and just happens to see a nice disc sitting on his desk that says special ops. And he's like, hmm, maybe I should just steal that. Maybe. And he does. Seems real covert. Yeah. And then they go to a fancy gala while Spawn is arriving at the A6 headquarters. And then at the gala, they get into an elevator. We have a random, it, it cuts with a, with a fun transition so they could be upstairs. Yep. Filmmaking's hard. I guess so. <laughs> and then <laughs> Terry gets a phone call that there's a security breach back at headquarters. Yep. And then Spawn is at the gala. Yes. So. So all that happened. Well, Not even losing at the gala. He very, very sneakily drops through oh my God. The, the stained glass skylight with his ginormous cape, whatever it is. Oh, my. It's so big. It's so CGI. It is, so, it is it's the most CGI. It's, it would have been such a cool scene if it didn't look like a loading screen from a Gateway <laughs> 2000 computer. My issue with it is that whenever he does something cool, he always takes the mask off, if you will. Like the mask becomes yeah. not part of it. Yeah. And he looks yeah. awesome in the mask. The mask looks re- <laughs> The costume itself looks great. I completely agree. But it's just, yeah. I mean, you know that Michael Jai White is wearing the costume and the mask is the CGI, but the CGI mask looks awesome. They managed to do one thing right. Even and a, then never do it. That's even a broken It's so clock. rare that they do it, though. Yeah. I know. So while Spawn was either at A6 breaking in or at the gala, Jessica Priest arrived at the gala, too. And she's got guns because reasons. You always bring guns to a gala. Everybody knows that. Of course. While Al Simmons slash Spawn is confronting Terry, of all people, at the party. Uh, Why'd you marry my wife? (laughs) Dude, you died five years ago. (laughs) Take it up with her and our seven-year-old. Yeah, your wife was hot. (laughs) What can I say? Jessica starts shooting at Spawn, and he learns that he can heal from bullet wounds and says, Damn. Yes, he does. And then he shoots Jessica in the head. Which the medical yeah. examiner will later confirm that yeah she's dead. Not even that. <laughs> that thought? she got. You see, the bullet is like square in the dome. Yeah, and she's wheeled out on a gurney. It's <laughs> my favorite part just of the movie. Laying there, no blanket or anything like that. Nope. Yeah. But then the medical examiner comes over and goes, "What do we got? We got a gunshot wound right to the head." And you see, the, and she's like pale white. <laughs> and he comes over, he takes her pulse, takes her pulse. No, she's gone. <laughs> He's like, no, she's like, you're gonna do this on the outside. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> And it's like dead, dead, like oh, eyes wide open, man. staring oh into the it's abyss. Not, it's like, dead. what kind of triage is It's this? the best part of the movie, I think. <laughs> we yeah. have one single injury. Yeah, she's dead. Let's, well, let's check her. No, this is a gal. We'll check her outside. It's like they promised somebody a line. <laughs> yeah. All right. Give Frank his line. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. Now, honestly, this is, this is the version that you guys watched. Was it rated R? Because mine was rated R. Mine was only rated PG-13, I, I believe. Don't, I don't remember. Ah, weird. All right, so the one I picked on Amazon Prime was rated R, but my biggest complaint, well, maybe not my biggest, one of my biggest complaints of this movie is that for a movie that's rated R, there's not enough fucking blood. Like, if you're going to be a bad movie, embrace Lean it. In. Be like, Lean in. Yeah, be like one of like the Chuck Norris or, or, or whatever old movies from the 1980s where you would just see a machine gun light everybody up and there'd be globs of blood everywhere. Just... Like there a wasn't toxic enough Avenger. blood in this movie. Yes, please. Yeah, like a Toxic Avenger. Like, if you're going to go bad, go bad. Like, this is bad, but like, I don't know. It's like a rated R, but without any of the calories that you would normally enjoy from it. <laughs> <None of> the ca- <laughs> S- 
same R rating, fewer blood splatters. Yeah, like, ugh. So the police show up and they start shooting at Spawn. And he falls from the building, but is saved by his magic nipple chains. And he goes, oh, hell yeah. And then he grows suction cup hands and he climbs up the wall. And then he uses his crazy CGI cape to camouflage in the brick wall. And then he eventually just flies away. It's not even that. It's that he camouflages himself in one spot, and the cops are like, where'd he go? And then he just uncamouflages <laughs> in the same spot, and the cops are like, Whoa. oh, there he is. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. oh, shit, I better fly away now. And then he flies away. And it's you know what's impossible to do is fly away when you have like a, a Thanksgiving Day deflated float behind you as a cape. <laughs> yes. Like, it is huge. <laughs> and thank you, Brian, for saying he shot them out of his nipples. I thought I was going fucking crazy watching this. He oh, was no. shooting those chains out of his nipples, right? The first right? time they absolutely came out of his nipples. I think every time after this, they came out of his shoulders. But this time, for sure, they were nipple chains. I, I, it was like Spawn and his nipples of the future a la really, really big man from Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> oh, God. Following Spawn's attack, Clown convinces Wynn to have a device attached to his heart that will trigger the worldwide release of Heat-16 should his vital signs flatline. Right. Clearly, yes. this clown has no ulterior motive. None. He's like, no, this is a really good idea. That way, if I nobody will try to assassinate me because it'll kill the whole world. You're very smart, clown man. But really, this is the devil's plan the whole time because he wants Spawn to kill Wynn and trigger the apocalypse. Right. Instead of just cutting out the middleman and just saying, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, the world's dead. Yeah. That seemed easy enough to do. Maybe he doesn't have fairy godmother powers. Oh, boy. Uh, and they do the surgery <laughs> on they, Evil Bartlett. It's like an open he's heart, awake. open eye, everything is surgery. He's, yeah, he's wide awake while they have his <laughs> chest talking. open and they stick a yak back inside it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or a like Tamagotchi, whatever doctor. your preferred is, 90s is tough, toy piece this is. This is tough mind sheet. This is oh. tough voice mind sheet. He is slightly <laughs> higher pitched, but I put grain in it with my die job. <laughs> How you boys doing oh. with that surgery? Like somebody wrote this script and somebody else had to read it and they weren't like, like yeah, no, hey, this, so this is good. Just a quick question. Uh, open heart surgery, is that normally done when the person's awake? Or, 100%. Uh, okay. Uh, really, is it? Uh, should we? Oh, wait. It's 1997. We don't fucking have Google yet. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe you. Yeah. This movie costs $40 million to make. We're not paying Martin Sheen to sleep on, on yeah. camera. And by the way, I, I they added twenty yeah. million dollars to the budget. They doubled for the, the budget graphics. for graphics. <laughs> they were like, "We need more of this." <laughs> Can you imagine how bad this movie would look at twenty million? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, oh. <laughs> Spawn checks in on Wanda, who apparently brings her child and dog to conferences she speaks at. And <laughs> As you do, he meets <laughs> <laughs> he meets her daughter. Whose name is Cyan. That's that's the color blue. Um, that's because someone's probably sitting there in the office, like, typing away, like, do-do-do-do-do, writing a script. Like, oh, I'm out of Cyan ink. Oh, man. That's exactly it. I got a print. Oh, damn it. No, apparently that's actually Todd McFarlane's daughter's name. So Todd McFarlane was sitting there writing Spawn, going, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I'm out of Cyan ink. Yep. Guess that'll be the kid's name. I'll never run out of Cyan again. Can you imagine that poor kid, like, 20 years later... She's like, oh, yeah, you know, Sydney my, uh, my dad made a movie. They named the character after me. They're like, oh, what's the movie? She's like, well, it, that's not important. You don't need to see the movie. You just need to know I'm named. The, the, the character's named after me. Like, you can't show that movie and be proud of that you're named after somebody or somebody's named after you. 
I fucked that whole sentence up. I got that all mixed up, but hey, it's fine. So Brian is currently showing you a photo of older Cyan from this movie. Yes, this is what she grew up into. I'm sorry. Hello there. Yeah, um, the word smoke show Ooh, is boy. going through my head. Yeah, that's a. I think that's an appropriate term. Yeah, I have. New so Saturday I think she's Night probably plans. doing just fine. <laughs> probably, despite all yeah. the spawnage. Gross. Yep. New Friday night uh, and Saturday gross, night plans. Don't use the word spawnage. Nope, don't. <laughs> uh. But yeah, Spawn meets this kid who's like clearly seven years old. Like six, seven. There's no way she's under five. No, keep going. This is great. The, the timeline movie. A movie. does not add up. No. Terry no. shows up to bring them home because he was just attacked by an undead Al Simmons. So he's like, he runs into you a two. crowded room says, we gotta go home. And everyone in the lobby that's there is just like, all right. Going about their business. <laughs> He's like, oh, nothing weird happening over there. Just watched her speak on something generic with a dog and a kid. <laughs> but uh, At a school. He's in such a hurry. He just leaves Spaz there. He's like, oh, Spaz knows the way home better than we do. That, what's up with that? What is that? <laughs> what is that? So now Spaz is with Spawn. Spaz is hanging out with Spawn. Right. He's got a new dog sidekick. I have a question. Yeah. So it was either the first or second uh, director on this thing, unit director. Nickname was Spaz. Yes. Was the dog named after the... Absolutely. Oh, God. Okay. Absolutely. Ugh. This film was made by Dippe and Spaz and a third guy, and they formed a production company to make this movie because this was going to be their ticket out of ILM. Why do you need a ticket out of ILM? I don't know, but I hope to God they actually left ILM because of the Spawn movie. And, and now they're, they're living in this now they're like in the movie. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Because ILM is huge now. It was huge then. It was, Of course it was, but I guess they thought they could do better on their own, based on how great Spawn was. Oh boy. Oh, that's depressing. Now I'm sad. I was, I was not sad beforehand, but now I'm sad. Hey, don't feel too bad. They chose that path. Yeah. And they made this movie. Uh, they certainly made something. Spawn confronts Clown who threatens to kill Spaz. So Spawn shoots him, which makes him turn. He He's like, all right, you want to play games? And he turns into his actual demonic form, the Violator. Yeah, it's just a big lizard kind of thing. And it's some of the best CGI in the movie. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And it's okay. The two fight, they fall to street level. Spawn takes a gun from a homeless guy who looks a lot like Todd McFarlane. It is Todd McFarlane. How about that? Um, yep. Interesting thing about this. Todd McFarlane gave the rights to New Line Cinema for $1.00. But as long as he could have some sort of creative say in the movie and also merchandise it. George Lucas the deal. <laughs> yeah. So he also wanted to be doing merchandising, which checks out with, you know, Dave thinking that he just made toys. Well, it turns out he did make some toys for this movie, a whole lot of them. And in one of them, he included this random homeless guy. Oh, good. From this scene. So he made his own action figure. That's actually and a I think baller that move. is an awesome move if you're going to do it. Talk about playing with yourself. Haha. <laughs> it actually that's, that's a good That checks out actually. That, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, I, I, it is yeah. Todd McFarlane. Both self loves self masturbatory and a toy reference. Yep. But yeah, he, he yeah. created the Spawn Alley play set, which included Bum Todd as as one of the action figures. <laughs> did Michael Papajohn get his own? Or no? Michael Papajohn did not get an action figure as far as I know. Uncle Ben's killer. Barely in this movie. That, yeah. That's not a real name, is it? That is his real Look name. Papa John. He's extremely famous. Is it his Marvel. real name? I don't care. I don't care either. I don't either, but he killed Uncle Ben in Spider-Man. 
He did. He killed <gasps> Uncle Ben. That's him? That's him. That's Uncle Ben's killer. If Zack had just let Spawn kill his dad, Uncle Ben would the still be alive. Zack in this movie said, no, that's my dad. Yeah, he's in this movie. Also, what's this alleyway? I don't know. Because this alleyway, I interpreted to be like hell, but then an ambulance shows up to help Michael no. Papa John. No, it's a magical yeah. place. And there's ambulances in magical places? It's a magical place that's just not magical at all. It's just on the street. It's 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 an alleyway in the real world. Oh, boy. I was very confused by this. It's extremely because, confusing. Oh, yeah. It's extremely confusing. They make it seem like it yeah. is like hell or it's like a purgatory or something. But then there's there's EMS there. I think it's just a, a random alley where homeless people hang out and Cogliostro is like, this is a magical place. And you're just supposed to take his word for it. <laughs> Well, I'm green sometimes. Because I think it's just him and Spawn are the magical ones. Everybody else is just homeless. Because, yeah, All I right. thought the kid... Magically homeless. <laughs> I thought the kid, Zach, I think his name is, right? Yeah. I, I thought Zach was dead, and then... It, That's how you know, I when took his it, father... Yeah. Nah, and then when his father people. was forcing him to eat, like, I guess, disgusting... I, like a sixth sense type thing of, of like, oh, my father poisoning me, or whatever it is. Oh. Of, like, yeah. that's how I took this. You guys wanted depth. something... I wanted depth. You wanted depth from this movie. Johnny depth. No, I, needed no, I didn't want depth. I wanted this kid... Subtext? Or thought? I, I wanted this kid to be dead. I wanted him to be dead, and he turned <laughs> out to be alive, and for some reason, I was disappointed. I don't know what that <laughs> says about me as a person... But I was very disappointed that he was a living, stupid, regular kid. <laughs> We're going to take this episode out of incognito mode now. Just so Dave can start really <laughs> put a, a filter on If him. it makes you feel better, the kid thought he was in hell. So. Really? Well, he, he said at one point in the movie, he was like, sometimes I wonder if this is hell. If we're just in hell now. Oh, I thought you meant like the actor. Like he was actually acting as if there was some sort of I don't oh, know, no, 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 direction no. in this movie. No, the character. The yeah. character was written that heavy-handedly. Yeah. By the way, I don't advocate for dead kids. Let that be thrown out there and established. The That's a weird skull. thing to say out of nowhere, Dave. Sounds like you might I be. Just, sounds like you I, might be a fan of dead kids. I know how Dave edits these podcasts, and he's going to edit it, making it seem like. I love dead kids, and that's not the way I'm trying. I like to that you left clear myself. space on either side of that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I don't love dead kids. Do we get a good I read? We was... get a good. We got a good read on that one. Good. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sound levels are great. Yep. Um. No. I. Uh, I. I thought he was dead the entire time, and it, when he, when the ambulance came, I was so confused. I thought this alleyway was hell, but it's also next to a magical church that's also sort of, kind of a gateway to hell, but not quite because you can also get there. Through a fireplace like it's fucking Harry Potter. I don't know what's going on in this movie. <laughs> I don't Harry either. Potter. You can full agreement. Yeah. Let's keep going. I'm yeah. having a ball. So Spawn takes the gun from Todd McFarlane while the Violator plays hide and seek. Violator finally he emerges. Hide and seek in the like an open field more or less. Yeah, he's impossible to hide. And yet, and yet, and yet. Oh boy, he finally emerges out of nowhere and impels Spawn on a metal gate before telling him he's going to visit Wanda. So Cogliostro sh- strolls on up. He's like, hey, Spawn, let me get you off of that gate there. I got things to tell you now, apparently, that you you should probably be getting somewhere. Stop speaking in riddles or whatever I'm doing. Yeah. He's like, hey, Al Simmons is dead. You got to let your old life go. Wanda is somebody else's wife now. Move on, dude. And it's, I think it's supposed to be deep. But it's not. Well, the depth doesn't come. Oh, no, it never comes. Because the next thing we have <laughs> is the quote unquote training montage yes which yes they did as a single scene yes. of him saying now here's the thing about your suit here spawn 
when you think it, it does it. I was going to say. Is that like, how it works? Like, That's how it works. Let me train you how to use this. You got to think about stuff. Now, here's a bottle. I'm going to throw the bottle and you're going to chain it. Ready? Yeah. Yo, yeah. Give me a minute. All right, now. Yeah. He throws it. Bang. <laughs> And With then, his nipples. And then Spawn just fucks off. He's yes. like, I'm trained like, yeah. I got and it. And was like, I've never been more proud. <laughs> well, this training much to learn, but was fuck off. literally like 25, 30 seconds in real time. It, it, it included at least two or three Star Wars references. I, he called him Yoda <laughs> at one point, didn't he? He did call him Yoda. Yeah. Also, why is the learning your powers part of the movie coming with like 10 minutes left? <laughs> I don't Especially because he literally did everything already in the movie where he had to, quote, quote, learn these powers. He already right. did yeah. all of these things. He's already used the nipple chains. Well, the one thing this that got me was how on nipple chains. Cogliosa says, he's like, make sure you use your powers, but when your powers run out, you're dead. It's like, that's, <laughs> yep. that's surely yep. going to come back. That no? seems like a yeah. thing okay. that you should probably talk about more in depth. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah, you're no, pretty no. much saying, like, this is a, like, a, a Green Lantern ring. But when it hits zero, it's not just going to not work. You're going to die. You're going to die. Even though you're already dead, I think. <laughs> you might be dead already. You don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of envision it as like the star power from Mario Brothers. Like he, like Spawn using the powers is like the star. And Dave will edit the real music in. Once you, uh, you know, and then once you lose the star power, apparently as Mario, you just fuck off and die. Yep. <laughs> once the music gets too fast. Speaking of star power, let's go find out what the clown's doing. Oh, I thought you were going to say, speaking of Mario. Leguizamo. That would have been the easy way. That would have been the easy transition. Oh, that's, see? That's why Brian's the best in the business. Because this this movie's breaking my brain. So Spawn steals a motorcycle, and now now Clown (laughs) is trying to kill him with a tanker truck or something, because reasons? Because he's going to see Wanda in the slowest way possible. No, but a why clown. is Clown trying to kill the guy that the devil wants to start the apocalypse? Not even that. Is that he's tr- okay, so he's trying to kill the Clown. No. no. He's trying to kill Spawn. Clown Clown's is trying ki- to kill Spawn, yeah. Right. But even the scene before, you have Spawn who's getting all these guns out. And Cogliosa goes, don't use guns. Yeah, You've already like, learned none of this stuff works. What are you doing? And he's like, well, you got a better idea. And that's when he gets the whole- Let like, me train you. I know you're Jesus. trying to go see your wife, but let me train you real right, quick. Right, very briefly. <laughs> But now you have Spawn chasing down this clown with no weapons and no plan or anything. Yeah. Of just a slight knowledge of what his powers are. Yeah. And he ends up pretty much just creating a, like, spike strip. Yeah, yeah he turns his strip. cape into a, into a spike, which Clown has so much time to avoid, but drives right into it. Right. Michael McDonald, uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> no! <laughs> and, uh, how it goes. blows up the whole tanker truck and then goes i'm going to see wanda yeah this was all for nothing thanks for the budget uh this scene was totally pointless yep let's see wanda meanwhile terry is discussing the evidence from the secret ops disc exposing jason win to a newswoman and he's going to email her the evidence but cyan and wanda enter the room oh, with win right behind them okay so this was the scene that broke me. We're at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and this yeah. is the one that did it. Yeah. So you have the computer uploading things. Sure. I don't know how email worked in 1997 with Dial secure up. everything. <laughs> but Wynn looks over uh-huh. at the computer, and he's like, oh, you made a mistake. And he blasts the hell out of the computer with the gun. Yes. To which nobody in the room reacts to a gun in a small room. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. Nobody's- Nobody oh, even bats okay. an he eye. He shoots yeah. the computer. Because the like- wife is just like- don't touch her. Terry's like, don't touch yeah. the girl. Well, you see, my, my email. <laughs> my issue was 
he was touching the screen as if it was a touchscreen. But I guess due to the advent of HD television technologies, you can see the screen change before he touches before it. Before he every touches time. it, yeah. Why? Were, there were no touchscreens back in '97, right? Am I out of my mind? Not on a no, not on a home PC for sure. No, and again, it just looks like a loading screen. From I don't Command even think ATMs from had 1999. them. I think you had to, it was all probably buttons, buttons but next yeah, to touch screens. No one reacts to this gunfire in screens. this indoors. Nope, nobody, nobody. They're just like, oh yeah, he shot the computer. That makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. It was in the script. Yeah. So then Spawn arrives, and he nearly kills Jason Wynn after Wynn stabs Wanda, despite Wynn's warning that death will launch the <laughs> Heat 16 bomb. I like how he kills Wanda, and Spawn's just like, no, no. Now and I'm going to kill you. There's just nothing. There's no reaction. Like, this is the woman you've been going after the whole movie, and she's now dead. Right. You're just like, oh, drat. He's like, you have <laughs> nothing to live for now. And he's like, all right, so I'm going to kill you. And he's like, oh, but if you do that, it'll it'll fire off all the Heat 16 bombs. He's like, yeah, but I got nothing to live for, bud. You just said that. Ha ha. Ha He's like, yeah, but what about Cyan? What about the kid? And, he, and he's like, all right, I won't kill the kid. I don't care about my wife's death anymore. Yeah, thank goodness. Like, as she grew up. Yeah, but then he ends up, like... I, I don't know. Like <laughs> he uses his tractor beam vision to pull the the yak back from his heart. <laughs> what is this movie? I don't know. And he explodes. He goes like, "Oh shit!" There goes the neighborhood. I'm assuming. <laughs> oh shit! There goes the neighborhood. And at this moment, he could kill Win with no consequences. Zero. But he he doesn't. He doesn't. And then also Wanda comes back to life because it's the clown. Because it's clown. But the whole thing that gets me now is that you have a Wanda who probably saw this happen and couldn't talk due to kidnapping. Yep. Realize that her spawny husband just doesn't give a shit about her because his whole thing oh, was like, no, do, 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 carry on with this day. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he's dead. They're not really married anymore. Yeah. Till death do us part. We parted. I-, I had trouble getting over the fact that this climax of this movie takes place in a suburban living room. Well, they won't be there long because Clown is going to pull them into hell. Right. Oh, also, hell. Cogliostro shows up. <laughs> For reasons he's like, he's like, I'm here. <laughs> and right. then Clown's like, let's go to hell. Well, Caglioso, doesn't he take his hat off here? Yes, and, and he puts on like a chain because, hill Because, well, hood. no, this, this is what it reminded me of, is that when Caglioso has a hat on, and it actually looks like a pretty good looking costume, where it looks a little Western, but also a little kind of medieval, it's, like it's badass. It's medievally, yeah, So, sure. it, when he took the hat off, it's kind of like he had a skullet going on there, where... He had the hair going all around his head, but the top of his head, like he had been wearing the hat too long, so it just pushed down. It's not like when Fozzie Bear takes his hat off in the Muppet movie. Oh, of you're like, yeah. you have a shape to your head. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I this. wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> waka waka. There's a really good. All right, my favorite thing that clown says in this whole movie is in this scene when he tells Wynn that the plan was to trigger the bombs all along, and he and he wants to trigger the apocalypse now. Oh, that was pretty well, clever. It's it goes back because the scene where they're in the trucks. Also, you have a uh, clown shooting like grenades at Spawn. He's on the motorcycle. Says, "I love the smell of asphalt, burnt asphalt in the morning." Right. I'll give you two. Okay. Ah, uh, no, I would say it best. Yeah. Those are wink dings. I will not. Not for this movie. This movie does not understand what a wink ding is. Well, the thing is, I don't think that was written in. That was that was all Leguizamo. I don't know how to take those back. <laughs> the table's been hit. I don't know how to do it. You how do you reverse you know Favreau? I feel like you have to like call a Favreau hotline and leave a message <laughs> like swingers, but like break up with the Favreau salute via voicemail. I don't want to so break up with mm. the Favreau salute, though. I don't either. But I this still one want I the do. Favreau suit alone. This one I need wound. to. I need to 
I need to redact that one somehow. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel like you have to compliment Iron Man. I think that's the way you do it. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Do it, Dave. Compliment Iron Man. Um, it's got to be something. Got to be something in there. Uh, yeah. Let's go with... Uh, you know what? My favorite... No, I got one. I got mm-hmm. one. He's got, he's got a good goatee. He's got a, you know what? Compared to the fucker in this movie? Yeah, got absolutely. He's got a great goatee. Okay. okay. Yeah. I thought and we meant really the movie itself, and, not the character. In the film but, itself? But okay. The film itself? I thought, we uh, meant, I thought we meant complimenting the Iron Man movie that Jon Favreau directed. Oh, I could do that. Not so much the, the character. The audio and visual synced up. Oh, that's true. They did. That is true. That is true. <laughs> oh, wow. So My you really favorites. don't want to take back that salute. <laughs> yeah. My favorite scene where they synced up, by the way, is when he was- uh, I could read the credits everybody in, that in cave. Iron Man. They were legible. <laughs> I appreciate they that. They were properly kerned. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's go to hell. Spawn tells the devil that he'll never lead his army. He escapes with Cagliostro just before they're overwhelmed by Hell's army. And uh, the Violator follows him back to Earth. And there's a final battle back, well, they, back in the, the living room. The whole thing is that they felt like they won this war already, this battle. Right, because they're they sitting there in the living the room on the floor. Him and Cagliostro just talking. And he's like, you good? I'm good. You good? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. good. And then little fucky things start happening in the air and then the monster comes back and everyone else is just sitting in this living room like it's fucking Christmas time yep. singing carols or whatever and the violator <laughs> is like wrapping its claws around Spawn and he's just like I'm gonna bite your head off and Cagliosa's like use use the armor think about it I can't help you <laughs> apparently just think about it and he thinks about it and he, he forms um like a literal chainsaw using chains like a Sean Muldowney literal chainsaw <laughs> Which means it's not literal at all. Uh, right. He he wraps chains around his neck, it, and then they right. start, like, moving real fast. And they, he cu- he cuts off his head. Went for the head. And then um and then he starts melting into a puddle of clown. Well, he he's uh he's just a head on the ground. Quippy John Leguizamo clown yep. head. Still has just talking, things to and say. And Wanda's just like, this seems normal in my living room. Yeah. yeah. This is, like, nobody is I can't acting. react to this, apparently. <laughs> I'm not capable. Jason, when is arrested in Spawn, realizing there's no place for him in Wanda's world anymore, dedicates himself to justice rather than vengeance. Truth, justice, and hell's way. Ugh. Spawn. Well, no. He's not part of Hell's army anymore. That's right. Speaking of Hell's army, by the way, I hate to backtrack. Did you guys notice that that Hell's army? It's all Spawns? They're all Spawns. They were all Spawns. (laughs) (laughs) I like that he was laser whipping them with his eyes. Yeah. I, I don't know either. And Extreme close-up, nonetheless. They, they jumped away to safety back uh, in the fireplace. That is uh, Spawn from 1997, directed oh, by a guy boy. who quit ILM to do this. and uh, um, Famous director. Poor decision. Poor decision. Guys, this is a bad movie. This is... Um, this is one of the worst we've seen. I agree wholeheartedly. I, it was bad, but I had fun. I had a lot of fun. It was so bad. I can tell you only it watched was... it once. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, I come on. I'm not that much of a loser. For the past day, me, Brian, and Dave have been messaging each other, just going, "Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy." This is a baddie. This is a real bad. This movie. is a proper it, bad. bad movie. It's bad. They've been trying to make a sequel since 1998. But why? It's not Ugh. even like this did that well in the box office. No, it didn't do spectacular. It it made 87 mil, which is an okay number. It doubled up. But I feel like that's not going to get close to well, here's the thing. making money. I don't know that Todd McFarlane has many other properties. And he's like, hey, I need more money. Why don't we make more Spawn? 
But he's been trying to make, there was a Spawn 2 and a Spawn 3 lined up, and then they never got made. But he's been trying to reboot the franchise with Jamie Foxx since like 2016. And Jeremy Renner. And Jeremy Renner was attached to it at one point, but I don't know if he still is. But Jamie Foxx is technically still attached to it. Does he know that? And it's, yeah, they're supposed, (laughs) they were supposed to start filming this summer before COVID stuff started happening. So like, it's a nightmare. COVID-19, Heat 16, it all lines up. Somebody, now in, in, in Spawn's defense, they, from what I understand, and I have not seen this because I'm, you know, very busy and popular human being, but apparently they have an HBO animated series that was released around the same time. Critically acclaimed. Critically People acclaimed. like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Again, I haven't seen it because I'm so busy with my friends doing <laughs> popular guy things. Naturally. Of course. Yeah. We already know what Ebert thinks of this thing. We know what Rotten Tomatoes thinks of this thing. Yeah. Let's go into the, the monsters Amazon.com. Okay. It's only got 915 reviews. That seems appropriate. It's got a 4.6 out of 5. Because that seems inappropriate. Because nothing matters anymore. 76% are 5 star. Only 2% are 1 star. Oh. And all they're saying is this movie's bad. And they're not wrong. Yeah, I can't fault them for that. It's not a good review, but it's an accurate review. <laughs> yeah. So since there aren't many 1 star reviews for this thing that are worth reading. I'd like to play a little game. A little game called Bait Your Liver. Hey! Yay! I kind of saw it coming this week. I don't care. I I really (laughs) don't. I need to not talk about Spawn. You've taken me by surprise a lot. So I I feel feel good that I saw it coming this week. So the categories that I have this week for Bait Your Liver are Florida Man. Oh. Ooh. A category I call Ebert Liked It. Oh, dear. Which is movies that are universally hated that Ebert somehow liked. Oh, that'll be fun. And also... Wet bed bed. No. No? Not this week. You took away the... I did. Oh. It's going to be Cinephile, where I'm going to pull the card, and we're going to have to try to go with the actors on this one again. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I'm just not good at it. That's all. I don't know what to tell you. It's fun. You're going to drink. For other people. It's just not me. It's a personal thing. Well, I personally want you to drink. I can tell. <laughs> Dave, you're our guest. You pick first. Florida Man, Ebert liked it or cinephile? Oh, I'm going to go. I, I feel a kindred connection with Florida Man. Of I course need to go you with do. that. So, Florida Man, <laughs> I'm going to give you a headline from the past few weeks. Or, yeah, about a few weeks, I'd say. But I'm going to remove a word. Okay. And you're going to have to fill in what that blank is. Oh, God. And as you know, with Florida Man. That's impossible. It could be impossible. <laughs> oh, no. I have a feeling I'm going to do a great job with this. All right. He thinks like a Florida Man. It's true. Take off your shirt. I am proud. Go, go shoot a gun through the wall and just see what I, I don't know what Florida people do. I feel like that's appropriate. <laughs> so, Dave, here you go. Ready? This is from July 5th, 2020. Florida Man trapped alone with hundreds of blank. Oh, come on. That's not even fair. Oh, <laughs> good luck. Okay, I'm going to go with Florida Man trapped alone with hundreds of alligators. Fuck, I don't That's know. That's two what? on the nose. Okay, can I can I steal? Go ahead, Dave. You got a drink. Ferrets. You are close. Ah. <laughs> hundreds what? of parrots. Oh wow, it rhymes. So apparently, this man got. Uh, he has like a a bird reserve, okay. if you will, but it's like not legal. Officially well, in Florida, so they've shut him down. But now he's trapped, with and he can't the with all the parrots, and he can't leave. And he's getting like food delivered to him. It's a real mess. I was close and really weird down with way. Hundreds of parrots. He's saying he's having a really hard time taking care of them all. I bet, and they're all yeah. yelling at him. <laughs> why, do I, 
Why do I oh, feel fuck. like that's a Jimmy oh, Buffett song? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that's, go ahead. That's rough. Um, Let's do a cinephile. Yeah, didn't see that coming, did you? I'm going to pull a card at random from cinephile, a card game. Played it on Nerdy Thursday last week, and it was a lot of fun with Ben and Ryan and Sean. It was a lot of fun to listen it to. It was insane. It was a blast. <laughs> it, was it was a great time. Wild. And we're going to have to go around Robin naming movies this actor's been in. And when you're out, you're out. You drink. Bang. Oh, dear. I've chosen Sigourney Weaver, which is not good news for me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I am face blind to her. Uh, Brian, kick it off. Alien. Dave, go second. Sigourney Weaver. Ghostbusters? That's her. Damn it. I was saving oh, that one. Good one. I'm going to go Avatar. Okay. <laughs> oh, I forgot she was in Avatar. Alien 2? That's not what it's called. Uh, Alien Resurrection? Uh, That's she's one probably of them. in that. That's one of them. <laughs> good enough. I'm not yeah. looking it up. Dave, right. go. I'll go aliens. Yeah, that's, that's the one. That's the one I was plural. Yeah. That's definitely the one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Ghostbusters too. Oh, I forgot she came back. Brian, go ahead. I think I'm out. Drink, Dave. Go ahead. I will go with Freaky Friday, starring her and Lindsay Lohan. I think. Oh no, that's that was Jamie her. Lee Curtis. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I pulled the Dave. I'm also tapped though. I don't. I don't know many Sigourney Weaver movies. Oh, all right. Well, there it is. <laughs> I feel like we should all drink. I already did, but yeah. I'll do it again. Mm. It's a uh, mm. social. We all failed in the last <laughs> round. Well, I guess that means Dave technically wins. Yay! Because he had the right, last right answer. I'm the best. With Ghostbusters Boo. 2. On the, card it was, on the card, it was Aliens. Oh, okay. I don't read the one that's on the card. Right. By law. That makes sense. By law. Dave, go ahead. Uh, What was the other third category? You got Ebert liked it. You got Florida Man. And you got Cinephile. Let's go with Ebert liked it. All right. So. This is from Screen Rant. They went through a list of movies that Ebert liked for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> it's kind of like Spawn. Spawn's not on the list. Weird enough. They missed that one. Yeah. So, Dave, this first film of a trilogy scored a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, and Ebert gave this film a 3.5 out of 4. He called it an astonishing achievement in imaginative filmmaking, despite saying that he found the characters a little weak. First film of a trilogy. Okay. The characters were a little weak. It's an astonishing achievement in imaginative filmmaking. Trilogy, weak characters. I'm going to go with Blade. Wrong. Brian, Damn it. Brian, want to steal? Good guess. I got nothing on that one. It is Star Wars Episode One: of Phantom, The Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. Oh. He really, really, really defends it hard. Okay. I don't know why. That seems like, okay. Surprising answer. Yeah. Ebert, drink. <laughs> Brian, go ahead. <laughs> Give me one of those Ebert liked it. This film scored 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, and low. Ebert gave this film three out of four stars. Oh, no. Despite Bill Murray calling it his only regret, he praised the writing and character work, saying the movie captures the elusive charm of the most egotistical character of the funny pages and drops him into a story that allows him to bask in his character's flaws. He also praises the inspired voice casting of Bill Murray, who mistakenly took the role thinking it was written by Fargo and the Big Lebowski's Joel Cohen. Instead, it was written by Joel Cohen. Different person entirely. Garfield. It is Garfield the movie. (laughs) Ah, I knew that one. Fuck. Ebert liked Garfield the movie. Ebert liked Garfield. He gave it three out of four. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This is the man we have choosing movies for This is our personal god, yes. Oh, boy. Okay. Dave, go ahead. I'm going to go back to Florida, man. I'm happy that you did. (laughs) (laughs) From June 18th, 2020. Florida man with blank face tattoo accused of machete attack. 
I'm going to have to go with penis. It's a penis tattoo. Nope. Florida man. You got to think, God. you got to think more logical than that. He had a machete face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so obvious. Yes, I don't know did. why I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's oh. right under his eye. That's a fucking machete. Oh, God. <laughs> You know what? I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that. First off, he's a patron of the arts getting tattoos, and we know what he likes. He loves machetes. He loves machetes and loves attacking with them. You know what? That's how you write a character. Favreau does. That's exactly It's a Favreau character right there. (laughs) Brian, go ahead. I want a Florida man, too. All right. From May 29th, 2020, naked Florida man spent 24 hours vandalizing what? 7-Eleven. Close. This is like the 7-Eleven of Florida. Uh, Florida? They call it schools. School? <laughs> that was now- a double burn. That was great. <laughs> this guy <laughs> broke into his school, because obviously schools are shut down due to COVID-19, and just went to town on it over a 24-hour period. Wow. <laughs> they say he caused like $100,000 worth of damage. 7-Eleven uh, of <sighs> Florida. But that's also like the dream. To be locked they don't, in a First of all, they don't alone. know if he had any association with the school, if he went there or anything like that. That's even better. If he'd gotten away with it, it's a perfect crime. He did not. No, he did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> Otherwise, there wouldn't be a newspaper article about him. Oh, well. Dave, last round. Go ahead. I'm fighting every inclination of my body to do Florida Man again. This is the last Florida Man that I have. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to open up the article because this one is one of the crazier ones I've ever had in my whole entire life. I'm ready. My body is vibrating with anticipation on this. Anticipation. Patient. That'd be a fun movie to cover. Yeah, it would. Touch it, touch it, touch, touch me. I'll be touched. From June 9th, 2020, naked Florida man accused of blank. All right, there's another naked Florida man story. <laughs> there's so many of them. Naked Florida so man accused of blank. Best of luck. Before I offer my guess, I just want to offer my sincerest respect for Florida Man because I don't have the self-confidence to be naked in public like this, especially committing crimes because you're running around. You're going to get some shrinkage, obviously. I don't have the confidence to show my body off like that. Naked Florida Man accused of being naked in- That's a smart answer. A Walmart. No. Yeah. that's It's wrong, but it's a smart way to go about it. Mostly due to the writers in Florida as well. (laughs) Naked Florida man accused of bizarre crime spree that included trying to kiss elderly women. He racked up 19 charges in less than an hour. And I want to read this. Okay. Let's hear it. So I missed this episode of the Golden Girls. Yeah, this one's one's insane. (laughs) This one's insane. I hope Betty White's okay. Florida man's crime spree started with him just exposing himself at a flea market, as you do. You know, start out small. Stripped uh-huh. naked, stole a car, then he started just going on a crime spree after he stole a car naked. Sure. <laughs> they received, the, the p- deputies received a call about a 23-year-old man. This is about 11.15 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of the story. It's, n- it's still brunch time. It's midday. He was a at a diner still. inside a flea market. He jumped on a coin machine while kicking and punching it. Then he went to the ground, and that's when he exposed himself. Naturally. That's when he got naked. That's when he stole the car. Uh, he also managed mm-hmm. to jump on a customer's shoulders and attacked a worker who was behind a counter, fought them while naked. <laughs> and, uh, they chased him out uh-huh. of the diner. That's when he stole the car. <laughs> it was a Chevrolet Sonic. Of course it was. <laughs> so it's a tiny car. Yeah. Damn it. Along with his clothes, 
he left a pistol behind. Oh. So, I mean, he wasn't carrying at the time. That would have been helpful good on him. for his, his crime spree, though. If you're naked, where you, can, where you can't hold that pistol anywhere prison when you're naked. Yeah, well, prison pocket. I guess you can hold it in one place, but go on. You can, in your mouth. That's, that's not it. Clench and 20, run, baby. Clench and run. 20 minutes later, a call came from an elderly woman a few blocks away that this fella approached her, grabbed her hair, and tried to kiss her. Then he picked up a piece of concrete and threatened to kill her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Let's not forget it. This then, uh, turn. then he tried to break into an RV on the property and ended up throwing a brick during confrontation with the man who lives inside. And he injured him, so he hit him with the brick, with said brick. Wow. Naked uh, Chevrolet Sonic driving. Naked brick kissing, assailant. A brick assailant. Then he ripped a mailbox from the ground, broke into a home, and broke a TV. He was wearing a green house coat at the time. Of course. So he stole a green house coat from someone. That's when they got it. Oh, okay. (sighs) Wow. So he did all this in the span of an hour. I can't believe he didn't get that, Dave. I mean, it's it's good to hear what Trevor (laughs) Phillips is up to in 2020. (laughs) This one just escalated. It just kept going. That's nuts. And that's from what month is that? June? Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he got cabin fever. That's what happened. Clothes start feeling a little tight on him. I got to go to Listen, the diner I, I don't, and see where the day takes me. I, I, and you know me, I'm not one for hot takes, but I might be rooting for COVID 19 at this point. <laughs> I think in the fight between Florida and COVID 19, well, the good news I don't is, know is that anymore. This I don't is know weird because we have it on video right now. This is how we're kind of doing this because you are, you're not here with us. Surprise. In the fortress. The weird part, I knew you were going to say that because you put on your MAGA hat that you're rooting for COVID-19. And I went, oh, this this adds up. I know where he's going with this. Now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We're it's not political. It's great but, plan. But, you know, sometimes shots got to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody who's listened to my commentary on this podcast knows I'm a huge uh, MAGA guy. Clearly. Definitely. You want to know what's funny about Make America Great Again? Is that it's a slogan four years after he started. Just hit me now. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Let's try to get back to where we were, that, guys. Remember? That's weird. <laughs> Brian, last one. Go ahead, bud. I, I got to do an Ebert liked it since Dave took all the Florida men. I regret I got nothing. two more Ebert liked it. I'll run through both. I don't mind. Let's go. The first one that I have is, it's more coincidental that it's here. It's often regarded as one of the worst sequels of all time. Oh. Sitting at an unbelievable 4% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. 3.9% out of 10 on IMDb, but Ebert gave it three stars out of four. No, I don't even want to say the rest of it because it just keeps talking and it's speed two cruise control. Huh. It was just weird that we brought up speed in that this thing. very weird. I'll give you the real one. Okay. This movie, it's widely known that it's, it's really, really bad. Okay. It's really bad. Ebert gave it three out of four stars and not only did he like it, he thought this was better than the first two movies. This is the third movie of a trilogy. Oh. A third movie just Ooh. in general. Game changer. He said, to my astonishment, I like the third blank movie better than the first two. I added the blank. I'm even going to go as so far as to recommend it for those interested. The first movie of this trilogy, he gave a 2.5 out of four. And okay. the second one, he gave a two out of four. I have a guess if Brian doesn't get this right. Oh, this is tough. The first two movies are extremely well known. Okay. The third one, not so much. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong then. I truly have no idea. You truly need to drink. I will. Dave Steele. I'm going to take a guess here, and I'm hoping to God I'm wrong on this one. Godfather 3? No. That would, that's actually a great guess, though. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> wrong. Okay, good. I'll drink, I'll drink happily. But I don't, know if, I don't know if this is any better. Home Alone 3. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, 
I'm going to spit that right <laughs> Weren't back Weren't there out. like four or five of them, actually? I don't know. But <laughs> Home Alone 3, he liked better than the first two. Oh, wow. Oh, I mean, French Stewart is okay. a god among men. We know that. Yes. We absolutely know that. You want to see my French Stewart impression? Ready? I love French Stewart impressions on, <laughs> on an audio medium. It's my favorite it's thing in the world to do. For those of you <laughs> listening at home, just know it You was know exactly what he did. Dave just looked into the sun. And you that know exactly what I did. He did the same. And listen, if you don't know who French Stewart does. was, look up Third Rock from the Sun. Great. You should great watch TV it. Show to it's binge. one of the best comedies of all time, in my opinion. It's terrific. Brian! It's, it's no Frasier. No one's going to ever compare the two. No one's going to compare Third Rock to Frasier. <laughs> I just said right now. You never, said best television ever. show, I thought Frasier. Oh, boy. Okay. Brian, help me out here. I'm so, so happy Ebert fucked you with this. I'm so happy Ebert fucked you with Spawn. Brian, Brian, yeah. what's better, Frasier or the bullshit that Dave spouts out of his mouth? Uh, you can't even compare the two. They're not comparable. <laughs> it's <laughs> like comparing tossed salad to scrambled, scrambled eggs. eggs. Yeah. Scrambled eggs. Brian, let's give this thing a super stuff, please. All right. But first, this is an actual IMDb trivia fact about Spawn. The devil's mouth doesn't move because the filmmakers wanted to imply that he's speaking through hell. I hate this movie. <laughs> oh, I hate this God. movie so much. He's speaking through hell. Not that That's nothing. they didn't have the budget to move his mouth with CGI. That means nothing. No, no. It means, I don't know how to make this 3D character move his mouth. You all worked at ILM, damn it. ILM did all the effects on the movie. Oh, dear God. All right. Super stuff. Let's do it. Super stuff. Starting with story and motivation. I don't know what the story is. Uh, dude dies, wants to avenge his death, but also- Five years later, he, and we don't know what happens in that span between. We know that he, he goes to hell, and the devil wants to make him his uh, mercenary And he agrees, and then he just wakes up in an alley five years later. And then he's unknown. gonna kill the guy that killed him, but then that's- No, this is int- unintelligible. I'm gonna actually go with a negative. Really? Because I think it's that bad of a story. Oh, I think he's got enough motivation to bring it up to a zero. Okay, that's fine then. Zero. <laughs> hero. Oh, boy. Dave, what do you think of Spawn as a hero? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If, if all you didn't right, say another oh, word after boy. that, that's perfect. All right, let's dice. Let's di- no, let's, let's di- not dissect this. Let's not. Third. Let's third, not. This movie's third. so okay. surface, we don't need to dive in. In the first third of this movie, he kills 29 civilians. In the second third of this movie, he just wants to do evil things. And in the third of this, or the last third of this movie, he, I guess, wants to not have sex with his wife anymore. I it, it, This is a zero. I hate to say it's a zero. It started off so strong with the karate and the machine guns and the rockets. But yeah, but then you zero. found out that almost everybody in that scene was innocent. Even in the first scene, he's already. Oh yeah, that's why. Ass. So Spawn's really bad. So he's, are you saying I'm actually you saying gonna go negative, negative point five? Negative point five. I think Spawn's that yeah, bad. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you, hundred percent. And you want to yeah. know it doesn't fare well for this movie either? Villains. <laughs> you got the devil who can't open his mouth, <laughs> and you have the clown who the clown who includes a middleman in this for reasons unknown. Yeah, and he's. He makes sure to show you his skin-marked underwear. And he is the single most annoying character I've ever seen in film history. I'm going to go a full negative one. That's extreme. I know. That's extreme. Let's reel it in. Okay. Negative (laughs) 0.5. Fine. I had some wiggle room. It's terrible. I mean, he's proper evil. I I mean, we only know that because he told us and his teeth are bad. But he works for the devil. (laughs) Does he, though? Doesn't get any more evil than the devil. The de- what did the devil say? The- uh, I don't remember. His mouth didn't move. 
So what are you thinking? Uh, minus point five. I think I nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> you reeled me in. Good job. Parents. Unknown. Zero. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is zero. Spouse, kids. Is zero. Nope. They all lived. Nope. He, Brian he died. Nope. He died. So that, that's yes. a zero. Yeah. Female characters. She is an object, literally, in this. She is just a piece of furniture in this that doesn't react to anything. She might as well be mm. a cardboard cutout. Yes, yeah. it's bad. Oh, wait, yeah. can I can I throw this out there too? You can. Uh, when Jessica Priest first appeared, I had such high hopes because she walked in. She had like the cool suicide bump haircut. She yep. had a fucking tarantula. I thought she was going to be hand. like able to fight. Yeah, and be like, it, it was a BYOT. It was a BYOT in that first scene. It was a bring your own tarantula. I expected a lot of good things, <laughs> and then she just dies immediately. So you know what? Yeah, well, no. One, she died very had fast. One could, After she mm, killed the main character of the movie, yeah, who didn't die. She, he did. No, no. He came back. He came back. Yeah, I don't know died. if he's technically dead. No, actually, it was uh, Evil Bartlett that killed him. So I'm saying negative one. They had one good character. I'm not going to go negative one. And they killed her off. I will go negative. I will go. Uh, I'll, oh boy. I'm gonna go zero. Okay, a solid zero. Okay, oh, I should. I'm gonna go negative point five again. I'm, I'm sticking. Zero's already been typed in. No, nope, that's it. It's an ink, digital ink setting. I don't know where we are. We're in some sort of strange alleyway that might be hell, but isn't. It's but also is magical, but just full of homeless people. Setting I've ever seen and on this show. Also, hell is part of it. Hell's just real fiery. <laughs> so Roger Ebert praised this hell. Roger yeah. Ebert is dead. <laughs> and now he knows how Probably. close they got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus I wonder. Christ. I'm going to go with solid zero. It's going to get the Ebert bump up I, from negative I something. I bet you real hell is just low-res shitty graphics. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I would even go with negative Power 0.5 Man 5, on this 1997 uh. CGI hell. Let's go. Zero. I would go negative point five. Zero. I think Diablo. He's our guest. Think, Are you pulling your guest card? Well, did, wait, wait. Let's backtrack, and, and we might need to uh, pause this. Did we get negative one in the female characters? No, we did not. It was a solid zero. Oh, Brian okay. typed it faster because, than because we remember argue. it's a scale of <laughs> zero to one. Yes, and we gave okay. it a negative. negatives. Negatives are for extreme circumstances. This might be extreme. Okay. I, I will let you know that, that the zero is... is already typed, but. Okay, we don't need to go back. To I that. did okay. do it. I did do it quick. Dave, so. our guest said we don't need to go back. Okay. Well, all right. Hold on. Hold, no, it. Okay. Hold it for this category. Hold style on. and tone. Go ahead, Dave. Oh. Fire away. What are you feeling for style and tone? Is there any in this? I don't even know how to grade this. This is like asking me to grade a muffin I did not eat. There's Here's no the- style <laughs> nor tone in this movie. Um, Where the fuck is my muffin? Here's. Oh, you know what I think is worse than there being no style or tone. You can mm-hmm. tell there was an attempt. That is worse. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you saying, Brian? I'm saying negative one. Oh my god, that is huge. I think this is proper terrible. There you go. That's okay. Brian dropping yeah, the I'll hammer on this that. thing, and he never does that. Music. Grammarville. <laughs> oh, Grammarville. negative. He just likes generic rock. Yeah, I don't think it's out of tone for the negative one tone it is. Uh, so what do you I, say? I, I'm pulling my guest card right now, negative one. I listen to the soundtrack. That's, and that's a bit extreme. I'm so, you know what? Card. I will fucking- A full I will negative a, one? I will pull out a negative two on this. Unprecedented. This was- <laughs> Unprecedented. You <laughs> think the was, music is worse than the style and tone of this movie? I think the music's terrible. Don't get me wrong. I think the, the music, music is, terrible. is appropriate for a holistic <laughs> movie from 1997. So, what are you saying, Brian? Like, zero. <laughs> 
I, 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 I would settle – if this is not a negative number, and I know that's extreme, but this was literally – this movie, when I heard the soundtrack, reminded me of all of the bad parts of the 1990s. Like, there will never be <laughs> – there will never be a Stranger Things season that – romanticizes this fucking soundtrack that's it like this is the unfuckable all right give it 10 years marilyn manson's gonna have a comeback (laughs) you're right let's go negative 0.5 i'll meet you guys i'll settle for that all right this movie is shattering record compromise one-liners i'll say 0.5 d-e-d dead there's There's a couple good ones there's a few good ones there's i actually have they're all john leguizamo chaps my buttocks that made me laugh chaps my buttocks that was win yeah he said that when he's dying, oh, he shoots out Wanda. Damn. <laughs> um, I don't mind being short, fat, and ugly, but the pace sucks. That's yeah. All right, so you know yeah. what? I fucking he's hate proper this. Let's go point five. Okay, and call it a day. I think that's generous. No, I think it's appropriate. Okay, if not low, because yeah. this movie if anything, is maybe all we should one-liners. do it two on this one. Uh, well, the clown is all one-liners. Yeah, and he's what a quarter of this movie. Too much. Is that a short joke because he's a short clown? Yeah, he picked up on it. I didn't, it wasn't intentional, but I'm going to play it off like it was. Impact on the genre. This is an interesting one. It's a comic book movie in 1997. Yes. It did double its production, but probably didn't make a profit. Probably not. Once you factor in marketing, probably not. But it did get a uh, HBO animated series. The same year. Uh, Yeah, I think they were both, I don't think it was because of the movie, though. They've been talking about it. I mean, they didn't go forward with. Number two and number three, they've been talking right. about a reboot for a decade. For a decade. It's still on the table and apparently in development. Jamie Foxx, hot off of the movie Ray, <laughs> signed up for He's it. He's done stuff. <laughs> he had that, that show on TV, Beat Shazam. I'm going to go zero. I don't think it's negative. I don't. I, it's definitely not negative. Um, let me throw this out there. Yeah. This is the first film to feature a black man as a lead comic book hero yes but but we haven't really gone anywhere we had blade we had well blade follows that steel came uh, out two weeks later panther yeah so Um, we're not doing well i mean but in one sense i guess it was a bit of a trendsetter but then they also made the character terry white because the studio thought that there were too many black leads yeah so that's also kind of a step backwards we also we had meteor man and blank man before this they're not comic book heroes but they are black led hero movies Superhero yeah. movies. And Steel came out two weeks later. Yeah, let's go with zero. I'm still standing by zero yeah. for impact. Okay. I think that's that's, that's probably fair. about right. Um We broke something. We broke Spawn broke us <laughs> and we, we broke Spawn. We broke the super stuff score again, but this time in the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, no. We have a new low. This is the this is the worst movie we've ever seen, according to Super Stuff and me. Negative two. Oh boy! Negative yeah. two on a scale of zero to ten. Spawn gets a negative two. We've, have we got right. ne- we've gone negative before. It was we wish you a turtle Christmas. We wish you a turtle Christmas. And was also the incredible negative. Hulk. Uh, Hulk was a flat zero. Yes. So wow, this was this, this was bad tough to get through. This, this was it, it was bad, but it was fun. It's bad. Yes. If you are listening at home and you are like me and you're a loser and you have nothing to do on a Saturday <laughs> and you want to have a beer and watch a movie. Maybe don't watch this one, but maybe you might want to. It's no, up to you. Hard no. I'm not going to recommend this movie for, to anybody. It is a nightmare to get through. I think the only way somebody could enjoy this movie is if they watched it in their childhood and have nostalgia factor involved. And, and want to ruin their it. childhood. And that is it. Right. If you want to watch a movie just 
for purely academic reasons to understand all the bad points of the 1990s, this is a good starting point. <laughs> if you hate you start yourself, with this, right? <laughs> yeah, you start with neo, you go from this, hopped over to neoliberal economic policy, and then the rest of the world is explained. There you go. If you want to ruin your your idealized view of the 90s in an hour and a half, boom. I got the movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of movies, Brian, what do we talk about next week? I have bad news for you, Dave. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to keep this train rolling of, of movies that, that are not uh, known as good movies. Okay. We're going to be talking about X-Men Origins oh, Wolverine. Oh. Okay. Thank okay. goodness. Fuck you guys. I'm so happy. <laughs> do you want to get pre-drunk for it? Pre-drunk? We've never done that before. That's not a thing we've ever done. Are you sure we can maintain our no, sunny disposition? But does it matter? It's <laughs> X-Men's Origins Wolverine. Does anything matter? I just watched Spawn, and now next week it's going to be Wolverine. I've never seen it. Have you? No. I just, I know it has a reputation. I, I also know it has a reputation. I also know how you already feel about X-Men movies. They're not great. Wolverine so. smells real good. And not in the uh. Axe body spray way. I mean, maybe. We don't know. We don't know. I imagine Hugh Jackman smells great. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Scrubs, and Dr. Cox does not like Hugh Jackman. So that's true. I'm a little and we already warped. know he is a great judge of character based on how much he really hates newbie. That's right. That's true. Wait, wait, wait. But is uh, the Incredible Nightcrawler in that movie? I believe it's Sabretooth. Okay, I believe I it's Sabretooth. If there's no Nightcrawler, Liam Schreiber. I don't care. In fact. Mm. No. If, if there's no Nightcrawler, I don't care. Nightcrawler is the best. Oh, is this the, the one with Deadpool? Movies. This is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> oh, in no. Fact. That's even worse. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Next week, no. X Men Origins Wolverine. I'm a little excited now. I'm definitely like a half chub for okay. this one. <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. He came around. Until then, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kate Podcasters. The links for those are also on our website, KatePodcasters.com. You can follow us on Patreon, KatePodcasters.com slash Patreon, where we're throwing up all sorts of exclusive content for our patrons like Not-So-Super Movies and Batman Animation and The Pull List. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to capepodcasters at gmail.com. And don't forget to keep listening. Every episode, you got the post-credits? Yep. That's a thing. It's a thing. They're there. There's going to be three of them this week. Every, I can't wait. Woo-hoo. It'll be great. Dave, Ginger Skull, buddy, thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thanks sorry, for being here. Sorry, Roger yourselves. Ebert fucked you so hard. <laughs> Fuck you guys. You I requested you. an Ebert. Fuck you. You can't be mad at Fuck us for you. this. For what it's I worth, was expecting heavy I metal. Want, I want all of our guests who have ever been on the show to know that you have the biggest balls out of them all because you wanted to do an Ebert movie. It's brave. Yeah, it you is know what? Very brave. The best part is you could have just chosen heavy metal. You could have been like, "Hey, I want." You be could have to said, "I want to come metal. on for heavy metal," but you were like, "Give me an Ebert." I I hope that my point nine eight percent chance of it being heavy metal pulls off, <laughs> pays off. <laughs> it's a bold strategy. Count. Let's see if it pays off. I will say this, out of all of the movies I've watched with you guys, and I've been blessed, you have I've been. had Back to the Future, Demolition Man, Suburban Commando, mm. Demolition Man, Spider-Man 2, I now feel like the Lou Gehrig of this podcast. <laughs> I see myself the luckiest man in the face of this podcast, and now I limp away. To death? He died. Oh, do you have Ginger Skulls disease? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that would entail, and I don't want to know. Yeah, well, didn't even see it coming. It's named after him. If you got to ask, you can't afford it, brothers. So I guess we're going to see you next week for X-Men Origins Wolverine. Same pod time. Same pod. Fuck you, Roger Ebert. <laughs> Thank you.
So, Dave, that is Spawn. What do you think happens post-credits? Oh, boy. What I think happens is this. (laughs) I think the clown character goes back to hell, and he has to deal with the devil, a.k.a. Dr. Claw. And the devil goes, clown, violator. I can't do good voices, so this is you're going to have to bear with me here. You did a bad job trying to get the killer to kill again because Spawn is a killer and he's, you know, whatever. Sure. So I'm going to look for replacements for you. So behind a door in hell, because they just have doors in hell, you have one clown walk out and the clown goes, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? (laughs) (laughs) And then you get another clown that comes out and he's like, you ever wonder how I got these scars? And then you have a third clown that comes out, and that clown goes, hi, I'm Jared Leto. And then <laughs> and then you have a fourth figure come out, and this is the one that's most imposing, and all the other spawn demons in hell are feigning terror or whatever they're doing. And that demon goes, it's me, Mario. <laughs> because John Leguizamo was in the Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yep. He sure was. He sure was. Dave. What do you think happens after this fucking movie? What I think happens after this fucking movie is, <laughs> I think you're right. I think that Dr. Claw, the devil himself, he's going to decide he needs to replace Spawn because and, and the clown and everyone, because they're all just really bad at their jobs. Yeah. So he says, get me the next person who dies in a fiery death. And all you see is just this figure floating down. He goes, superhero landing. And it's Deadpool. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's it's Deadpool. Good. I thought it was going to be Paul Walker. I like it. And you know what? That's a it great... could have been Paul Walker. To <laughs> oh, death. my God. He died in a fiery accident. That's right. Jesus Christ. In a fiery, fiery accident. He died. Oh. Paul Walker is oh. dead oh. due to fire. Yes. That's right, Brian. Oh, don't Brian, put my name in... on that. No, that's completely coming... right. That Paul Brian Walker in... died in a, in a flaming, fiery crash. Brian. I... I guess you can say Brian was coming in fast and furious on that reference. <laughs> uh, no, I, I said I was surprised that Dave didn't say it. That wasn't me. No, Brian just no, no, no. Brian was the one that one. was saying he wanted dead kids earlier. Now he wants Paul Walker dead again. <laughs> no, I want him back for more movies. <laughs> All right, Paul Walker is your new spawn because he died in a fiery, fiery crash. As Brian has reminded us, Brian, what do you think happens post credits? I think Spawn gets back on his stolen motorcycle and starts driving away after all this happens. He's like, wow, what a day. And as he's careening through the streets of whatever damn town this is, that's kind of like heaven, kind of like hell, but also just a regular damn town. So everyone says alleys are like heaven. That's the, what every homeless person says, right? He suddenly gets hit from behind and his motorcycle flips up into the air and he lands and he sees a red shell sitting next to him. <laughs> and he turns around and there is Bob Hoskins going, Oh, you killed my brother. 